I'm going to keep saying it. So check your <laughs> cell phones. Please silence the cell phones. Can't have them going off during church. Uh, and also, no food or drink in here while we're having uh, the church service. Um, and if you need to use the restroom at any time, it's through that door and to the left. Straight back. I'll be back there in case you've already forgotten just what I said a second ago. I'll be back there to guide you if you get lost. And if any of the guys in the way, way back, like way in the back, want to fill in the front seats, uh, you know, Jesse's going to call on you anyways. So (laughs) sitting in the back does nothing. Um, And, you know, just so the lollygaggers who are going to come in 30 minutes, I'm not joking, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour late, you'll see them. I guarantee it. They'll sit in the back, so leave that space for them. (laughs) Anyways, guys, enough of my yucking it up. Let's get started with church. Here's Jesse. Thanks. Amazing. (laughs) Are we ready? Oh, okay. I saw I liked the little sketch thing you did. I didn't see it. Yeah, I saw it. Were you being rejected by by uh, for the guests? Not afraid. Are we ready? Good morning. Welcome to the church. And we're starting on time. That's amazing. Thank you for being with me. You can get involved by going to our YouTube chat line and I can respond to your questions and comments from Hake. Let Hake know and I'll respond to them. Thank you for being with us and thank you guys, everybody here for coming. It's amazing. Uh, how is everybody doing? Are you learning anything? You being helped? How are you being helped? Uh, Oh, hold on one minute, yeah. Sorry about that. Thank you. I'm learning about the ego death, specifically the last week, two weeks. And and what is it like for you? Are you going through that? Yeah, I'm currently going through it right now. Really? And what is it like for you? It's rough. (laughs) It's rough? Yeah. (laughs) In what way? Um... Learning, like, and kind of pulling apart the way in which I'm thinking and us going back and forth debating um, about the ego and about what I thought wasn't the ego, but it's actually the ego and why I do certain things. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to be discovering that, right? Uh, yes, it's very uncomfortable, but yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's good. <laughs> do you ever cry when you get the pain? Yeah. It makes you cry sometimes? Yeah. And why are you crying? It's not going to stop the pain. I know. Um, I don't know. I guess it's, it feels like part of the process. Just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I hate that word, but... Uh, um, white word. White word, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just just going through it, yeah. Right on. Yeah. No. Any question about it? Mm, not at this second, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anybody have any questions about anything? Oh, okay. Nice. Right there. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I've been kind of like, um, it's kind of embarrassing, um, but, uh, there's been two kind of like vices that I've been like trying to, you know, control. And yeah, don't gear. say what they are. Oh, 
Okay. Uh, if but it's, it's if too it's dirty, too, don't say it. Oh, well, one of it is smoking pot. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> one of them. Everybody uh, smoke pot. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus smoked pot. <laughs> no, I'm playing. <laughs> I'm just joking. Just joking. But God made the pot. <laughs> I hear that a lot. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, one of them, it, it is smoking pot. Um, and the other one is kind of like, uh, it's, you know, uh, well, anyways, um, I just kind of like, whenever I smoke it, you know, I, I tend to feel good, but I feel like whenever I do smoke it, I tend to be in my thoughts a lot, you know, and, uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, it kind of got like really bad. I was smoking like every day, two, three times a day, um, to kind of like just help me, uh, stress down and just, you know. Because sometimes I, I liked feeling that high, you know. I liked feeling, you know, that. Because you don't want to feel the, the stress? Yeah. And so um, when you smoke the pot, you don't feel the stress? Not really. I listen to music, oh, okay. you know. I play video games and stuff like that. But I'm kind of, like, trying to get rid of that kind of vice because I know, you know, um, it's not necessarily bad for you, but it's just, I don't know. You know, I just really don't want to have to, you know, go into that mode where I need some pot, you know, to stress yeah. me down, you know, and stuff like that. So. If it's not bad for you, why are you trying to get rid of it? I don't know. I, I don't know. I just, I've been smoking it for a really, really long time, so I don't know. I just... Why do you want to get rid of it? Um, I don't know. Like, when, it, when, I, when I smoke it, I tend to be my thoughts, you know, a lot. You know, oh, I think I about old relationships, you know, old, you know, traumas and things like that. So, um... I just want to be able to, and I'm not going to lie, you know, I'm not, I haven't been doing a solid prayer every single day, oh. but um, I know amazing. I should. And why don't you smoke pot every day? Why don't you do the prayer every day? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I wake up like super early for work and stuff like that. So I just like, oh, you know, I, I have that more in my mind than, you know. What time you, you get up for work? Uh, like 4.45. 4? Yeah. Well, 4.45. In the morning? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I go to... Uh, um, no wonder you smoke six, pot. So. Huh? No wonder you smoke pot. A black man ain't got no business getting up that early. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just, I'm trying to. <laughs> That's a white man's way. <laughs> I no, work, um, just like, uh, kind of like as a watchmaker and a citizen. Watch is in like Gardena. So oh, okay. I tend to, they have early shifts and stuff like that. So, But, uh, yeah, that's just. And so your question for me is what about that? Um. What is a way that I could kind of like, um, I don't know, I guess not have to go to the pot, you know, whenever I'm in my thoughts or, you know, I want to stress down or oh, okay. anything like that, you know? Right on. Um, this young lady in the glasses want to tell you what to do. I would say just realize maybe uh, you sound like you're done suffering. You said, well, no, speaking to the mic. Um, maybe it sounds like he's um, done suffering, like he suffered enough. So just to realize you suffered enough and you don't want to suffer anymore. And so he wanted to stop smoking pot. And what would you say to him as to how to do that? Mm-hmm. I mean, easiest way, just like replace it with a better addiction, but... <laughs> <laughs> Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the easier way, and then you can kind of ease it out. Um, but you said you've been doing it for a long time. You know, I feel like you know it's not the mature thing to do. Maybe you don't want to be waking up so early. 
So, you know, if so that would definitely be a motivation. Um Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just wake, why don't you wake up at 4.40 and do the pr- silent prayer? Like, I, I was watching his radio show, and um, he said, like, to come to Christ, you don't have to be perfect. And then I was watching something else, and they said a quote. Because I don't read the Bible, but I, like, watch people that read the Bible. So, you know, it's a little similar. And then he said, uh, don't come to Christ perfect, but come to Christ who is perfect. So then I was like, okay, I feel like that's kind of what they what you were saying on the radio show as well. There's a guy who said, oh, he doesn't really want to do the whole Christian thing because he smokes pot. When I was like, it's not like either or. Like, you sound like you want to do both. So just do both, you know? And then eventually one will fall away. That's what I realized, you know? Like, it kind of just falls away and you're just like, oh, what am I doing? Like, it smells bad. It's like, uh, it's not really like, you know? Are you, or do you have like, do you want a girlfriend? I don't know. You said just, you asked if he wanted a girlfriend? Yeah, like I said, replace it with another addiction. A girlfriend <laughs> probably won't want to be with you if you're smoking pot. Amazing. <laughs> um, what are you doing to try to stop it? Uh, let me get you to move your chair over a little bit so people go the other way. The other way. So people walk past when they come in. Yeah, they have it too close to that camera. Mm. What are you doing to try to stop it? Reading. Reading? Sometimes, like... I don't know, like, if ever I think about, you know, man, I want to, you know, burn one, you know, I just, okay, I have I have a lot of books, too. I tend to read a lot sometimes, but um, I'll read, you know, or um, go for a run or something, you know, okay. try to tire myself out, you know, just to... So you go for a run to tire tire yourself out so you don't smoke the pot? Yeah. Well, that's going to make you want it more, right? Oh, home. no, I mean, at that point, I take a shower and go to bed, you know. Oh, like this that, is at you know, night. Or lay down. Oh, okay. You know. Okay. Um, uh, I saw this hand first, and then I come to you. This young lady want to tell you what to do. <laughs> what? Oh, is it about that? It is about okay. it, though. It's interesting because I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, and I, I thought about it this week. It's like, what pain do I want to feel? Do I want to feel the pain of doing right, or do I want to feel the pain of whatever I'm continuing to do in my right. bikes, you know, and so I feel like that's actually why I came here today to kind of ask that, you know, what, why? About the pot thing? Well, just about the feeling, the pain, like whether it's pot or it's something else, it's like sometimes it's like what we have, I don't know if it's we have a choice, but we have this moment where we can say to ourselves like, okay, do I put my cigarette down, you know, and feel the pain of not smoking and doing yeah. right? Or do I smoke the cigarette and then feel the pain that comes from the consequences of smoking, which may be coffee or something else? So I, I found that in my life this week where I was like, wow, what do I? And then I, I find myself choosing sometimes, you know, I'll choose to feel the pain yeah. of not doing it. And then sometimes I'll choose the pain of doing it. But so I what find, is it like when you feel the pain of not doing it? It's, it's, I found myself like realizing, why am I even... <laughs> Why, why, am my, why do I even have any kind of pain? Like, why do I have the pain? And when I start asking those questions and seeing inside myself, I started, like, getting to know myself to, like, see, oh, wow, I'm doing this because, like, for example, what I came to, to find out when I s- stopped smoking was I f- find myself smoking a cigarette because I have things to do. Like, I got to, you know, clean, sweep the floors, wash dishes, and I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to do that. And so I find the excuse of smoking 
because I need to stay busy. Because that's the other thing. Because I said, okay, well, why can't I just not do anything? Yeah. But I need to have the sensation to like stay busy, like always be busy, do stuff, be responsible, stay on top of your stuff. And, and why so, do you have that? Hmm? Why do you have that? I don't know. I feel always compelled to like. I need to be responsible. Like, I can't be lazy, you know? And so then I'm, when I sit down and I uh, uh, smoke a cigarette, I find that it's a good reason to actually do nothing and be busy. And so it kind of, like, fits into my ideology of, like, okay, you're doing something. And so, I don't know. But, that's so that's kind of what I... I understand. That, that's where I was at. Yeah, okay. Let me take here first and then there. I think that's all I hear you. Oh, Okay. Yes, sir. I, th- I think the first thing Are that you... Are you telling him how to not do it? How to, uh, how to fight it? Yes. Okay. So I think the first thing that you said, you, you said you wasn't doing a silent prayer, right? Uh, I wasn't. Okay. I, mean, I do, but like, not as much as I should. Sure. And so that's the beginning stages of overcoming. Um, be consistent with the silent prayer. And what you'll notice is it'll start to fall off, but you have to run to the pain. You have to sit in the pain. Don't try to comfort yourself. Don't try to do anything. Don't add another addiction to it. Don't add another activity to it. You sit there and you face it. And once you sit in that, that pain is going to start to go away more and more every day. And um, God will lead you out of that desire. But you have to sit in the pain, and and that's how you overcome it. So are you saying he should... not put the pot down and get a woman? You definitely don't want to get a woman in that state because you're going to be running for mama's love and mama's comfort. You're going to be smoking a whole pot of pot. (laughs) Yeah, you you don't want to try to fill it with something else. You want to sit in the pain. Yeah. Yes, sir. A lot of what the young man said over here is he's right. I went through kind of the same thing um, the last two or three months. Um, you were smoking pot? More or less, you know, a little you glass, of wine, glass of wine. <laughs> he seemed too old. Look like old people should smoke pot. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know you're depressed if you're old and smoking pot. <laughs> uh, I'm not a pot smoker, but so I, I went through kind of the same thing. and um, So I had to kind of step back, and I realized... Um, Going out in the world, working and everything, I had uh, a lot of tension and anxiety. Speak to you, Mike. A lot of tension and anxiety. You know, stresses of the world and dealing with other people's stresses. And so when I came home, that was like my my little castle. I was able to, uh, you know, get high on other things. I would get high on the TV, and the music, uh, drinking, and you know, you know, girlfriends and things like that. And smoking pot. What a mess. No, I didn't. So, anyways, I uh, what happened is uh, um, I tried an experiment. I came home and sat on the couch with nothing on, no drinks, no nothing, and I was just there in silence. And uh, and I can feel all that pressure inside of me to do those things that help me to to uh, comfort me. And so, um, and what I realized is that I was I was escaping and and going into uh, uh, my distractions, and that was my God. And so um, when I felt the pain of that um, and just endured, and it's like a burning sensation because you, you have that draw to it, and that's, that's why you, you want to tell your little kids not to do those things because those bad things that we say 
because once you give yourself to it, it belongs to you, and you can't say no. You can't say, I'm not going to So you recommend he do what? He does um, he do what? To stop. To stop? That's a different thing. You can't stop of yourself. He has to stop it for you, you know? And so you, you, you sit on the couch and endure and take the pain and take the pressure and uh, cry out to God or Jesus if it becomes unbearable. And once you're able to do that a few times, it'll be less and less and less. This is what happened to me. And now I can sit in a room by myself alone and not be drawn to those things. So, um, you know, that's pretty much my... Right here. Did that help a little bit? Yeah. Um, For me... I recently stopped smoking, I would say December of last year. Pot? Uh Uh-huh. I smoked pot for 32 years. As long as you've had bond, off and on, but mostly on. I was working and you were smoking? Oh, yeah. And and then when I stopped, I didn't feel, I didn't stop, like, intentionally. It wasn't something that I was like, oh, I want to stop smoking pot. I didn't think that it was like. Yeah. It, it for 32 years it wasn't doing anything. I was able to function, pay my bills, work, do everything. So I didn't go I that wasn't an issue for me. But when I started doing the silent prayer and I recommend to him that he uh don't try to stop. Just be aware that that's something that you want to do. Be aware whatever it is that's making you uncomfortable smoking pot be aware of that and for me doing the silent prayer i replaced smoking pot when i wanted to get high because it for most people is a thing to relax unwind you get home from work you just want to chill um i replaced doing that with the silent prayer and that's what helped me but it's weird because sometimes even now because i don't look at pot like such a bad thing I never, I did, it just fell off. Like you said, it falls off. I had an issue with coffee and I wanted to stop drinking coffee. And when I would try to stop drinking coffee, I would just be like, okay, this is my last cup. And then the next day I'd be like, okay, I'm going to get some coffee. Never say that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So never say what you will or will not do. So for me, both at the same time, I stopped smoking pot and I stopped drinking coffee, but it just fell off, yeah. and I, I was aware of, what, especially with the coffee, this is something that I want to stop doing. So I would recommend that he uh, tr- maybe try and replace uh, the smoking pot with doing the silent prayer like uh, the previous people have said, just yeah. sit in silence and just face whatever's, go- whatever's going through your mind, your thoughts, just face that. that but don't sense? try. That's the key. Don't try. You can't, you, let him have a mic there. You cannot do anything about it. If, if like the urge comes. Yes. You know, and I, that's the thing. I don't really want to break, you know, because I, I tend to like. What do you mean you don't want to break? Like, do you know, like, okay, I'm not going to do it. And then, you know, I, I keep thinking about, keep thinking about it, you know, and then I just do it because, you know, I tend to just like, um, like, just do it, you know, I'm like, but, and I told myself I wasn't going to do it, you know. Yeah. So. I, she's, she's right. They all, 
everybody, what they said is true. You got to stop trying. Of yourself, you can do nothing, and of yourself, you can you know nothing. And the more you try not to do it, the deeper you're going to get into it. Or you may stop with the party, like this young lady said, you'll find another vice to get into. Because it's spiritual, and there's nothing you can do about it. And you're playing God by trying to do something. And then judging yourself when you do it. That's the problem, too. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. And that's the whole setup. You're up and down, right? It's enough to know that you want to overcome it. That's all you need to know. And stay with the prayer. And just be aware. And the awareness, because God changed the heart, now you have the power. He would, his power would cause you to overcome everything else. You cannot have an opinion about it. Don't call it good or bad or right or wrong. No opinion. All opinions hate God because all opinions come from the devil. It's pure evil. And so Even don't if it's have like a good intention? So what? Even if it's like a good intention. And no, there's no such thing as a good intention. The road to hell is paved in good intention. You ever heard that? Yeah, with good intention. No, you. I'm telling you, you cannot have opinion. We're not God. And so you got to stop playing God with all things. And he will take that away from you. It will and will. But it's working on the heart first. It's about love. And love conquers all. Because you can gain the, the world and lose your soul if you don't have love. And I just want to say, like, like, um, like with the pot, it... Uh, I'm not like an angry person, you know. You know what all potheads say? <laughs> I tend to like. Oh, you're I, angry. I try you just not, stay so high, you don't know it. Well, that's the thing. Like when I'm when I'm high, you know, I feel all good, you know. Yeah. No, you're I an angry down. person. I mean, I, I forgave my mom. Um, I, I didn't. I forgave my dad, but like in a different way. Like I didn't tell him I forgave him. I just started talking to him again because I, right. I wasn't really like talking to him for a long time. And then one day he called. I was like, all right. You know, right on. I'll, you know, I want to, but I didn't like forgive him. I just, you know, whatever conversation we had, you know, we just had. And then. Most adults and children do not resent their fathers. They resent the mothers. But the mother made them think they resent the father because the mother hate the father. And so the kids identify with her. They think they, why don't you love your father? Oh, he was an alcoholic. And what did that have to do with you? Well, he was a drug addict. And what did that have to do with you? You know? But it's the way the mother sees the father and the thing she said, your daddy was a drug addict. Well, where's my daddy? He's a drug addict. I don't care about that. The soul wants the father. It doesn't care what condition the father is in. It just needs the spirit of the father. You need to love your father. But I highly recommend that you start doing this. Stay with the prayer, though, because you're not going to be able to do this on your own. You just won't be able to. But now that your heart is of love, the love of God, the light, will cause you to everything else to come to order. And just live your life one day at a time. Don't put a time on it. Just live it, and you'll be fine. But you got to stay with the prayer. And stop trying, all right? got to ask this biblical question. Oh, did y'all see that movie? What? I saw this movie the other day. What's eating Gilbert grapes? A great movie. Anybody seen that? Yeah. That's an amazing movie. Oh, yeah. I had seen it before. But I happened to see it again yesterday, and uh, I'm like, wow, that's a deep movie. It's everything that we're all going through. You, you remember that movie, Hassan? Yeah. What, what did you think of it? Amazing. Amazing, huh? What did you like about it? Do you remember one point? Because I saw it like years ago, and I forgot it. Yeah, it was just, I mean, 
Leonardo DiCaprio's performance as a young kid like that is amazing. Yeah. And showing the brother dynamic. And then the big fat mama. Oh, yeah. Oh, and when he cries. The big fat mama putting all the pressure on the son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a mess. <laughs> and she's laying up there fat as a pig. <laughs> Can't even move. They need like a wagon to put her on. And she put everything on the son as though he's the husband. It was a mess. Yeah. But check it out if you get a chance to. All right. So the biblical question is, do you know the way out? Do you know the way out? Of yourself. So what? Of what? The way out of yourself. Oh, yeah. Do you know the way out of yourself? Uh, okay. Rhema and then over there. Do you know the way out of yourself? Yes, I do. And what's the way out of yourself? That you realize that you can't find, cannot find a way out of yourself. That's the first step. Uh, that's the first step in finding a way out of yourself. Okay, amazing. Yes, sir. Thank you, Raymond. Do you know the way out of yourself? I uh, I thought the biblical question was something else. I thought it was about God being with you. So what now? I thought the biblical question was it? I think you changed. Oh, I changed it Monday morning. Oh, I'm gonna need a week to think about it. I, oh. I, 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 <laughs> I, right. I, I didn't get the news, but if I if I think about it, I'll come back. Okay. Yeah. Right here. Do you know the way out of yourself? Mm. I actually don't know. <laughs> you don't know the way out of yourself, or no. you don't know if you know or not. I guess not. Uh, is this your first time here? Yeah. Oh, what's your name? Gonzalo. Gonzalo's? Gonzalo. Oh, welcome, man. How did you hear about us? Uh, over YouTube, my, my friend recommended it to me. Oh, right on. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming, man. I appreciate it. Thank you it. for having me. <laughs> Do you know the way out of yourself? Um, I, I thought I did, but I don't think I do. Uh, Why did you think you did? What did you thought, think it was? I mean, I, I, I know it in theory, like, you know, you do the silent prayer, you become aware of yourself, <laughs> and that's kind of how you get out of yourself. But, like, when I see myself doing it, I don't, you know, oh, okay. I don't get there, so I don't know. And so now you, you don't think you know the way out? I guess, I mean, I do know the way out. It's just being aware, it's being present, it's um, not having anger, just dealing with what's in front of you. And then things work itself out. Are you doing the, um, the silent prayer morning and night? Mm. No. <laughs> when they go, uh, <laughs> why not? Uh, I mean, I do, it ev- I do it every morning, every night. I think where I don't do it is like when I have those smoke sessions. And like I need <laughs> to do it in those times, you know? <laughs> Like, I don't find, I don't look, I don't go to the silent prayer when I want, when I'm feeling pain. I don't do it. I, you know, I do it in the morning and I do it at night. And then once in a while I miss it because, you know, I fell asleep or something, but. So are you doing it every morning, every night? It just, are you doing it every morning, every night? I do it every morning, every night, but I've missed it the last couple of times this week. So, you know, so I don't, you I can't say honestly. some mornings yes, and some nights? I do it some mornings, some nights, yeah. You missed it some mornings yeah. and some nights. So you're not doing it every morning? No, I'm night. not doing it every morning, every night. And why not? Um, 
I don't know. I guess it's something to do with like just you know uh, sitting quiet and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe I need to do the silent prayer to figure out why I don't want to do the silent prayer. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I know. I, and that's, I, that's mind blowing. Yeah. When God said to pray without ceasing, you thought He was playing. I know it's. I know what you say. I mean, I've, I've. I know all of this stuff. I just there's in the moment. You just like you just don't want to feel it. You don't want to like you don't be in feel the quiet what? moments. You don't want to feel what? I'm sorry. You don't want to feel what? I don't want to be in the quiet moments. Oh, you don't. Mm-mm. Why not? I don't know. I That's think, a good point. I think um, being in the quiet moments. I don't know. Like I get more doubtful. Like I'm always. I'm just unsettled. I'm just an unsettled person. So. That is deep. <laughs> really, that's deep. Yeah. So I just that's feel like. That's so deep. That's my problem, you know. What do you say to that, what she just said? About being in those quiet moments, just feel unsettled and blah, blah, blah. She doesn't want to yeah, be Yeah, well, number one, just because I, you know, I know her a little bit from coming to church. Um, it's cool to hear you, like, be honest. Because a lot of people come to church and they'll say, Right on, Jesse. Uh, yeah, anger, da, 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 but they're not really examining their life and seeing how they really yeah. are. Yeah. So um, it's cool. It's like you're not pretending. You're just you. And and what's cool about that is that that is in fact the way out of yourself because the way out of yourself starts with self knowledge. Starts with understanding yourself, being honest with yourself, and um, so that's awesome. You're like you're there. You're like on the path. You're 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 watching. You're like. Living through life and, it, and watching your life. Just That's to all add you got to do. That, the devil hate it when you have a quiet moment. Mm-hmm. He hate that. He does not want you to have a quiet moment. He doesn't want you to be still and know God. And so she's feeling like it's her that doesn't want that. But that's the devil doesn't want her to sit still. Because when you sit still, he got to go. He's being destroyed by the light, but it's so painful and irritating and whatever you feel anxious that it feel like it's you because you have identified with the devil and don't realize it and you think you it's you but it's really the devil so when you don't sit still you're worshiping the devil because he like don't sit here get up and go do something uh, uh, this is too hard I don't want to die I don't want to die and you're like okay devil come on and you don't let it die the very thing you should be doing is what he's preventing you from doing but you got to sit still. The devil would rather that you hoop and holler and pray. Oh, Lord, help me. Please, Jesus. Begging God, right? Like God is crazy. You ever beg God? <laughs> if you beg God, you're silly. You're begging the devil. You don't have to beg God for anything, right? But he, he would rather for you to do that. He would rather you become a Bible thumper and just quote the scriptures until the cows come home. Anything but be still and know him. He said, be still. He didn't say do all the other stuff. But because in that fallen state, you're wishing for the devil. You're following, following the instruction of the devil and don't know it. But you got to sit still if you want to be free. As this young lady was saying, the nature of the devil, which is the ego, must die. And now that you have love, you have the light. The light will kill the devil. It really will destroy it. You just have to get on that straight and narrow path, stay there. Become your own woman, 
Let everybody else do and say what they want. You stay there and you'll see. You'll start to grow and grow and grow. That makes sense? So stop identifying with that feeling as though it's you. It's not you. What do you think about that? That's, it's like the one thing I still can't quite be settled with is how I identify with Satan. Like I feel as if, or maybe I don't feel it, I don't know. I just, it doesn't quite click in my head that I'm dealing with Satan. I feel All like feeling is Satan of the devil. It, it, like in the in the moment, I, I feel like Satan doesn't exist. This is me. You know, that's that's what's right. that's the part I haven't quite come to clarity around. Like I don't. I feel like it's still me. It's not devil. It's me. Right. You know. And so. And that's why do why you I, feel that way? Because I I don't I don't quite believe the devil is real. Almost. It's oh. almost as if I don't believe the devil's real. Right. You know. Because. It's me that I, it's like, oh, no, I'm the one that grew up. I'm the one that experienced these things. I'm the one that formed the thought. I'm the one that believed all these things. So it's right. like, it feels yeah. like it's me. And it's like, it can't be the devil. How could the devil have been involved? But then I have, like, moments of glimpse of where I see, oh, yeah, it is the devil. Because how could I have thought of this? So it's, That's right. it's this duality, this thing that goes on in me. But, but I do have, the thing is, is, you know, I've been coming for some time, and I do have moments of clarity. I do have, like, yeah. these long stretches of just peace, and I'm living on cloud nine. But then something happens in life, and it just kind of throws me back on this path where I'm not quite clear. And, and the problem is when you're having those cloud nine moments, mm-hmm. you become unaware. Mm-hmm. You stop paying attention. And so now because you're feeling good, you're not having pain, so you stop being aware. And the moment you have those cloud nine moments and you stop being aware, then another bad feeling will come. Mm. And then you want to go and be aware now because the pain is there. So you're like, oh, let me be aware, right? But you got to be aware even when you're not having pain because that's the setup of the devil. He'll let you feel good for a moment only to draw you back in thinking that those are good moments and they're not. Mm. So even when you're not feeling the pain, you need to be aware. It's incredible how, like, the devil's, like, in everything. Like Everything. It's, and it's so, and that's, like, the biggest deception is you think he's not. Yeah. I remember when I first started out, it was hard for me, too, to believe that it wasn't me. The thoughts and the pain, because it, it was in my body. It was in my head. It sounded like me. And I couldn't separate the two because I didn't know I had identified so with it as a because no one told me when I was younger, don't identify with it, right? And so you grow up identifying with it, and now you're an adult and having all the misery. You're like, well, it is me. It feels like me. It's in my body, but it's not you. That's why you can have no identity, zero identity, zero thoughts, zero imagination. It's all evil. Yeah, I, I can understand the whole no identity. And I know when I have no opinion over something, I yeah. have so much peace. I have so much No clarity. opinion. Get rid of all opinions. Absolutely. Yeah. When you have no opinion, you have peace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I highly recommend you do the prayer. All right? Mm-hmm. Did I see your hand? It was about the other thing, right? No, it was about this. Kind of, I just wanted to... So let me just add, do you know the way out of yourself? Um, yeah. And what's the way out of yourself? Uh, to be still, to pray without ceasing, to do the silent prayer, the things that we all hear, um, to doubt all thoughts, 
Um, when you do all that, you're preparing like your body, your temple, whatever you want to call it, the vessel that we are, our spirit inhabits. You're preparing it so that the light can like make a home in you, right? So that God can fight the battle for you within. Because truly there isn't a way for us on this earth without letting that light in. We so can't. where are you that you know the way out of you? Well, I mean, it depends what you mean by you. Uh, this vessel, I, don't, I can't find the way out, but I can prepare it so that the light can lead me out. You can prepare? Oh, I, can okay. prepare my, I can prepare this earthly body so that the light can like, shine the path out, but it's not something I'm going to be able to navigate without that. I need to okay. pray. I need to let go. If I feel pain, I need to sit in it. Um, I need to recognize, and, and this is really one I want to add to hers. Like, this is what? This is what I was adding to her thing is Satan is in all of this stuff, the thoughts, the choices. And when we finally let go and stop believing the thoughts, um, then you can recognize that you know, there's no force with Satan, with the devil. It's all a choice. He wants you to choose sin. He wants you to choose the wrong thing. And he'll deceive you up, down, inside out so that you will. That's why you yeah. have to doubt every thought. That's why you have to do the prayer so you can understand how to doubt every thought. When they come, you just let them pass through you. You don't think but you got to stay with the prayer, though. The prayer is so yeah. important, but it's, yeah. um, it's amazing. Amazing. Um, did I see your hand? And then over here. And then I want to share something with you because of time here. Go ahead. The way... Uh, are you referring to the biblical question? The biblical question? question, yeah. Do you know the way out of yourself? Yes. And what's that way? To lose your identity. And how do you do that? Doubt every thought. Sit still. Everyone's saying it. The gentleman in the green shirt and... Sorry, what's your name? Adrian. Adriana. I mean, it was a big clue. You said, I don't realize at the moment that it's... The devil, I believe that it's me. Right. And so the personality that we accumulate over years of believing the thoughts are what separate us from God. Yeah. The way out of yourself is to realize that what you think of as yourself are essentially lies from the devil, which you've identified with and accumulated with over decades since maybe as young as three, four, five years old. Amazing. Amazing. I, um, I realized the other day, and that's where this question, this question is an amazing question, and I realized it's amazing because we do believe that it's us. It's amazing how human beings have accepted everything that's wrong. You have accepted a raw way of living as though it's right. For example, human beings think that, and I wrote down some things, uh, human beings think that stress is normal. Well, everybody gets stressed. Human beings think that fighting back is normal. When God said, I'll fight your battle for you, but Satan tells you to react and fight back. And if you don't fight back, they wonder what's wrong with you that you're not fighting back. That's not normal. It's not normal to get angry. If anyone can make you angry about anything, you're worshiping the devil. 
But the world said anger is good because if you have anger, you're protecting yourself. Jesus was angry, so you're supposed to be angry, right? Rational is evil. But human beings have accepted anger as normal. Really. If you don't get angry, something else. Another thing, fear. Human beings think that within themselves they have fear. They think that's human nature. They think that's normal too. When God said that perfect love would cast out fear. So if perfect love would cast out fear, which is his love, why is it normal to have fear? You know, you're not supposed to have fear. But human nature, the world have accepted it as normal. You walk into a room and you don't know anybody in that room. Rather than sitting next to the person, you feel afraid that they may look at you. Or they may wonder, why are you sitting next to me? And so you'll go to the back of the room and sit by yourself. Isn't that amazing? That's not normal. <laughs> and, and if you have that going on inside of yourself, as someone said, you're supposed to go to it and face it. Sit next to that person and shake. And be aware of the shaking so you can overcome the shaking. Human beings, I, I know, I've, I've seen what they call Christian missions, you know, the missionaries or whatever they call those folks. And you know what a Christian mission, missionary is, right? Who don't know what it is? Oh, everybody, you don't know what it is? Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Christian missionary are those people who learn the Bible and they go out on the streets and they go around the world teaching the Bible to other people. Around the world, right? And they call it, that's what a Christian missionary thing is. Yeah. They think that's normal. That's not normal. You, can't, you shouldn't be teaching anyone anyway. And then they go around teaching the Bible, feeling good about teaching the Bible, whereas inside they're full of hell. They're miserable. They're not happy. But they get happy off going around the world preaching the Bible. And hundreds and thousands of black people, not black, yeah, black people too, African people, but Chinese, and they even try to sneak Bibles into China, somewhere, North Korea, somewhere. And they feel good about it, but yet they, they have fear and doubt and worry. They are miserable. They're up and down. They take on other people's issues. They, and they don't know, like, well, why am I teaching the Bible if I'm miserable? What am I doing in Russia? You know what I'm saying? It's all ego. It's not normal. But it seemed normal because it's all right. Who would say something's wrong with going around teaching the Bible, right? It's, it's like smoking pot. It really is like, teach the Bible, you'll see how good you feel. It's not normal. Another thing people do and they think it's normal. Um, making excuses. It is abnormal to have an excuse. Anyone that, just know this, anyone that makes an excuse, you're worshiping the devil. Satan is your daddy, you don't know it. Because this is the way of the world, and everything just seems normal that we do it this way. You should not be doing that. You should always be still in the midst of everything. And stop protecting the devil. Don't protect the ego. When you protect the ego, that the fear, the doubt, the worry, the loneliness, and the jealousy, and the envy, you're protecting the devil. 
when you worry about, oh, I can't go to mama because I'm afraid to hurt her feelings. Anybody ever done that? I can't tell mama the truth because I don't want to hurt mama. You're worshiping the devil. That's why you can't go to the devil. The devil is mama and you the devil. But if you really saw that you were the devil and you want to overcome it, you would go and face the devil. Hey, devil, I'm sorry for hating you. I have the devil in me and I realize you. But the world said, don't hurt mama. But you worship the devil in all kinds of ways that seem normal. Isn't that amazing? Because you have identified with the devil and don't know it. And the light will show you that. It will show you that you're worshiping the devil. Because as she was saying, it just see, Adriana was saying, it's light. It feels like us. And the hardest thing in the world, the hardest thing, is for a human being to do is to die from that old nature. Because it seems like it's you. And you'd rather protect it than to die from it. And you don't know that the light would bring life. When you let the ego die, you have the power to die now. That's why we can't judge one another. Everybody's ego needs to die. They're just all egos. Lying and gossiping and stealing and killing. If every ego was to die right now, there would be no wars. Nowhere in the world. We would never have a war. Because there would be nothing but love. There would be no anger, no fear, no doubt, no worry, no jealousy, no competition. You worship the devil when you compete with someone. Because you win, you feel all good. If you don't win, you feel all bad. But if you just got out there and did your thing, just, that's your thing, you like running or whatever, and just do it without competing, whether you so-called win or lose, you still have peace. You have fun because you're doing your thing. That makes sense? You're worshiping the devil. You can't have idea. You can't even have an idea about God. You don't know who God is. And, 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 and read the Bible and what someone tells you about God. Don't hold on to that. It becomes an idea. And then you try to live up to that idea. And if you don't live up to that idea, you judge yourself. I don't want anything to do with God. I can't live up to that. Morality is not even what you've been told it is. The, the ones that have been telling you about morality, they're lying to you. And you got to live up to their standards. Isn't that amazing? Every human being is doing this. It's the wrong way to live. But you're not going to know it until you come to the light. The light will show you everything. We all, whether you realize, and then I'll take your hand, right? <clears throat> I want you to know, I want you to know, I want you to know there's a kingdom of heaven within us. There's another way of living. And it's called the kingdom of heaven within. And you must go into that kingdom, but you're not going to get in until you drop the anger first. Meaning, because anyone that has anger, Satan is your daddy. <laughs> I don't care what you say. Satan is your daddy. You can be the nicest person in the world, right? Satan is still your daddy. That's why you're the nicest person in the world, because you don't want to, you don't want to be known that Satan is your daddy. Or you could be the meanest person in the world. Satan is your daddy. It's a mess, huh? And so the kingdom of heaven is within, and you must enter into that kingdom 
into perfect love, stay with it, and you'll start. A little light will bring that kingdom a little more clear to you, make it clear. Just a little bit of light, but then you'll start to grow in that light. You will find yourself not thinking and feeling the way you used to feel. And so when you do do the silent prayer, and, and that nature don't want to, doesn't want to be still and, and die, you know now what's going on that is not you, and you're willing to go through it. You're willing to go through anything. You lose all ideas and opinions about yourself and other people. But that it got to die. The kingdom of heaven is there. And, and in order to live fully in that kingdom, you got You got to go all the way into hell. You got to just let this whole false life crash. Let it crash. Go into hell because you live in hell anyway. So you got to die in hell and then you rise. Then you have life. And that's the way out. As Raymond said, the way out is to know that you don't know the way out. Don't pretend to know the way out when you really don't know the way out. Because it's the ego, the devil's nature, got you thinking you know the way out, and you don't. And every human being on this earth is rotten to the core. Y'all some nasty people. <laughs> we all are. That's why that whole nature has to die. Every, it's worse than what you think. It really is. You, you can't even imagine how bad your nature is. That ego won't let you imagine how bad it is. But when you don't really see the, the fullness of the wickedness of that nature. You got to let it die. Yeah, that makes sense? There is a kingdom in us. Don't let anyone tell you that it's not. Christ told you he came and through him it was made possible. And when you make that sacrifice by letting the ego die, You'll see the kingdom. You will start to live. You could have peace on this earth and be all alone. You could be with people, be fine. Be without them and be fine. You won't need them. You have everything. But that nature has to die. And you will, don't tell the world your business. Because they're wicked. Just like everybody else with the ego. And they'll try to hurt you, right? God sees your business, but he loves you. He loves the heart. He'll take care of your vices. Don't tell anybody. Because people are wicked and they'll turn on you. Your mama, your daddy, your sister, your brother, anybody. God said, trust no one with anger. And they're not doing it because they love you. They're doing it because they're wicked and they call it something else. Oh, I want to help. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you. I don't need the devil's help anymore. Y'all understand that? It got to die. At first, you didn't have the light to kill the ego, right? But once you forgive, that anger will be taken away. And so if you do get angry, because some people say, oh, I still find myself getting angry, right? All you have to do is notice it. Don't do anything about it. Don't try to stop yourself from being angry. Don't suppress it. Just see it. And the light will see it. Don't have a conversation with it. With it. Just seeing it is changing it. The light will change it. God loves us. He really does. And we can, we can believe in him. We can have faith in the Father. Okay. Yes, ma'am. 
And then I saw some more here. Yes. Um, I just had a quick question about the ego. Um, yeah. Is there something like once it, it's died, like that's it? Or is it something that we have to like keep constantly being aware of? <laughs> keep constantly being aware of. Okay. I'm telling you. And eventually, just like you lived in the darkness thinking that it was you, it was natural, it was natural to have all this stuff going on in your life, mm-hmm. the light would become natural and the darkness would be not your friend. Okay. That's what's going to, it will switch. Okay. So it will come, be less uh, often? Yes. Okay. But you got, and so even, and the, and the reason it becomes less often, as you said, because now you're in the light. So you're not being shot by the devil. You're not being shot by information. Nothing will shock you because now you've grown into the light in the same way you were into the darkness. Gotcha. Because the darkness, have you noticed that darkness love darkness? Mm-hmm. People of darkness, they don't look for people to light to hang out with. They look for people to darkness to hang out with. Because mm-hmm. two devils love each other. Mm-hmm. They just love each other. Until one accident and tell the other the truth, then you become the enemy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't, tell the, don't tell the darkness the truth. That's, immediately that becomes your enemy mm-hmm. because the darkness hates the darkness. And if you look at your family members and your friends and your coworkers, you'll see they're in darkness and they love one another. Misery loves company. Misery loves company. Hell love hell. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, just be patient. Don't put a time uh, on it as to when the ego is going to die and all that. You just continue to grow in the light because there's nothing we can do about it. Really, nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So be patient. Let it hurt. If you feel like you want to waste some time crying, okay. you decide to cry. Okay. Cry. Okay. <laughs> just let it pass. But you see how silly it is. What am I crying for? I can't do anything. It's not even me. Why am I crying? But you'll go through all that. Okay. It's being destroyed. But you've got to go through it. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah. You're doing the prayer every morning night? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Stay with it. Thanks. The ego, you got the light now. The light will kill the darkness. We can't do anything about it. Yes, sir. I think that's all here. Did I see your hand, Frank? Okay. Did I see your hand? Yes. Oh, okay, go ahead. Is this your first time here? The men's meeting on Thursday. That was an amazing meeting, huh? It was awesome. Oh, mind-blowing. Amazing. Amazing. And speaking of that, what's the guy's name that died? Arias? Ar- Ar- Ariel? Do you guys know who Ariel is? Or was? Ar- Ariel. Huh? Ar- Ariel, I think. Yeah, A-R-E-L, I think. Mm-hmm. That's how you spell it. He's the guy that used to sit here with his son. Son, the son was a big, tall guy. He was the last son, but with a different family member. Oh. Well, afterward, he told me that his father died. And I was like, "What?" He said, "My father died the other week. That's why we hadn't been here the last couple weeks." And I'm like, "What happened?" He said, "Well, he had some type of virus. And he went into the hospital and never returned." Uh, so he died. Some of you might remember him sitting there, right? A missing guy, nice guy too, with his son. May his soul. By the way, if the ego is to die, someone may change how they talk, 
how they dress, how they go about life, how they interact with other people. What would you say to someone, their doubting thoughts, the ego is dying, and they're worried that they may come off as robotic or not having any character or anything interesting about them at all because they're just like doubting everything? If well, if they're, if they're worried about anything or doubting, their ego has, haven't died. It has to come in the light, there is no worry. There is no doubt. You just, matter of fact, you become a nicer person in the light. You know, most people are not nice. The real nice kind of thing, not the weak. You become a nicer person in the light. But if you're worried about how you're going to dress or what people think and all that, you're not in the light. You're in darkness. And just calling it the light. Because in the light, there is no fear. There's no worry, no doubt, no excuse making, no identity with anything. No, as a matter of fact, when you're in the light, you're not even identifying with God. It just is. It just is. And you don't think, wow, I'm identifying with God. Because all that stuff is gone. So if they're worried about that, they're still in darkness. Thank you. Oh, okay. Yes. What was that question again, the biblical question? Uh, Do you know your, the way out of yourself? Um, I can remember when I kind of knew myself when I was a little kid, and uh, um, things didn't sure. bother me. And so that's, that's <clears throat> looking back now, I can see that was, I knew myself. I knew yeah. what I was about. Yeah, that's and true, then, absolutely. Uh, I lost it. Not quite sure how, but I think it was with my hating and getting angry at my father, getting angry at my mom, and so um, um, and so. I know I understand what happened now. My soul left, and Satan came into me, and the soul in your body is like the <clears throat> breath that you breathe out and breathe in, and it's that sensitive to to be taken to be blown out of you and Satan to enter you. And uh, um, and the only way I was able to get that back, some of it back, because I'm not that little kid, uh, some of it back is by being still. And I can, you know, I can see it. If you look at a little kid, you can tell their spirit and soul is pure. Yeah. You don't want that. And that's what parents try to block their kids from that kind of influence. But... Um, yeah, in order to get it back, I had to be still. And uh, I had to take that pain, you know, like smoking marijuana or drinking wine. I had to take that pain and endure that. And, um, and then that's, when, in, in, that's how Satan was able to, to leave. And that other spirit, that breath, to come back to me a little bit. I was talking to, um, let me see, do y'all know this person? No, y'all don't know her. I don't think y'all know her. She lived way over there. Not in the United States. She lived in another world. Oh, and so she was telling me that she was a prostitute. And that one night she was out. Like, young woman, right? Late uh, teens and 20s and things like that. And so what she would do was she would go out and prostitute way away from home and away from the area. 
And so one late night, somebody drove by that knew her. They saw her out there prostituting. And they really, and these are like Christian people too. They all love God, right? And they really, uh, they saw her. They couldn't believe it. You're a prostitute? What the? They couldn't believe she's a prostitute. And she's like, yeah, I can't help it. I need the money. And she said that they turned on her. They didn't want to play with her anymore. And she was like, they acted as though they were better. All of a sudden, they don't want to play with the prostitute. They've been playing with the prostitute forever, right? Well, all of a sudden, they're better than the prostitute. They still got their mess going on. But they were running from the prostitute, thinking that they were better. She was stunned to see that. She was stunned to see it because they were good Christian people. But now the Christians had their little stuff going on, but they think they're better than her. That's the way the world lives. That's the deception of the devil. Every human being born in sin, and as a result, you have a vice. No matter what it might be, and you cannot help it. And I want you to know that so when the world judges you, you won't judge yourself. And when the world treats you bad, just know that those are devils treating you bad. They cannot help it. They literally cannot help it. You understand that? So don't get into, oh, they treat me so bad, and crying and being mad and being lonely and all that. It's good for you because now it's going to make you see the devil in you even more so and the devil in them, and you'll understand. You will understand because the light will cause you to understand. Can you imagine that we were meant to live a life with no thoughts, no ideas? There's practical thoughts that we have. You know, what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, what we're going to wear. You know, you, you want to put clothes on, you know what I'm saying? But that's just a tool, a practical thought. That's not what you live by. Do not live by the imagination. You've been living by the imagination. You've been living by that. And you want to stay with the prayer so you can come out of that. Stay on your path. Stay on that straight and narrow path. There is a kingdom inside. Yes. Oh, I take your hand, but let me say this. Stop naming and claiming it. You don't know that you're worshiping the devil when you're naming and claiming it. For example, with the pot smoker. You are not a pot smoker. You're not a pothead. When you go to an alcoholic meeting and they have you stand up and say, my name is Johnny and I'm, I'm an alcoholic. Huh? That's not good. No. Call everybody go, yeah. Hey, Johnny, the alcoholic. And then now you go to marijuana anonymous, right? And everybody in there, hi. And you get in there and they say, my name is Ella Lou. And I, and I smoke pot. Yeah. And I was off for three days. Oh, praise the Lord. You identify with that when you do that, and that's going to stay with you. You're not a pothead. You're not an alcoholic. You're not a lesbian or a homosexual or a murderer or in it, rapist or a prostitute, prostitute. That's what you do as a result of being turned away from the Father. You've been turned away from the Father, and you're out in the wilderness, and you're lost.
you're lost and you're trying to identify with something to make yourself feel unlost, to make you feel home. But once you turn around, you'll start to see those things that they were telling me I was or that I would claim that I was. That's why I say there's no such thing as racism, sexism, all these titles that they're putting on these things. It doesn't exist. It's all an illusion. But if you grab hold of it and you name it and claim it, you become what you, you say you are. So don't call yourself either evil or good. You're neither one. Because if you call yourself good, now you got to fake being good. But you're alone, you feel miserable. You feel like a no good person. But you put on this fake attitude, I'm such a good person. I'm a saint. Don't the Catholics call themselves saints? <laughs> Is that ever true? Don't they have like Saint, saint Mary, Saint John? Hundreds. Yeah. They ain't no saints. Those saints are miserable. Yeah. The saint is over there with the cross, prostituting. Prostituting. I'm telling you, you got to come out of this darkness of ideas and imagination. All thoughts, all lies, all the time about anything. So if you're into something, just know that you, the ego is into it. That's not who you are. And you're just trying to make yourself feel better. You're trying to get rid of the conflict. It's like you're using it to feel better. They got the, uh, they have the, they're now cutting off body parts of men and women, boys and girls, right? Because Satan tells the boy, encouraged by the adult, you're a girl. And then boys go like, yeah, I'm a girl. Cut it off. Like that's going to make you a real girl or a real boy. It's too bad we, our parents are not in the light so that we can see the right way to go. And for, for you who are waking up, if you decide to start a family, you ought to be in the light and your kids won't have to go through this hell. Because they'll look at you and they'll see the right way to go. You won't even have to teach them. You'll just answer their questions when they have questions, but you wouldn't have to teach them how to say hello and goodbye and thank you and this and that, right? They'll see the light in you, which is of the Father, men and women. Yes, ma'am. Hello. Hi. So, uh, like with the prostitution thing, that's where an opportunity for fellowship would come in, right? Because, like, an identity, to touch on what this gentleman was saying, um, I think it's important to remember that in our identity, in Christ, right, you're a son, I'm a daughter. We'll stumble and fall. We're like toddlers. We don't know what we're doing, right? And so yeah. to try to claim, like, <sighs> oh, I'm good or I'm bad, to claim that you're good you're just going to accept it and stay in that fallen because you feel helpless and you want to be, oh, woe is me, nah, 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 like stupid. Or if you're going to claim, oh, I'm so great, you're going to be hiding some stuff and then you're going to be like that Christian who sees that woman prostituting when in reality, like, you know, if I see a sister or a brother struggling, right, that's an opportunity to help the brother or sister in the kingdom, Right, build the kingdom, help the kingdom become stronger. But you have to make sure you do it in the light. Yeah, and because if like, you're not helping one another in the light, you're doing the, you're causing harm. Right. Rather than helping. Yeah, and that's the whole point. You know, get 
to it's hard to be on a narrow path. We're like walking a tightrope. Sometimes, you know, we need a little help, and sometimes God brings different people into certain situations. So, where have you been? I just asked about you yesterday. Oh, Both you did. You. Where were oh. you? Maybe. Really, I just asked about you guys yesterday. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, we saw Marlene yesterday. What? We were hanging out with Marlene yesterday. Oh, wow. Yeah. Spirit to spirit. Right. I was just talking about, I'm like, where are they? I haven't seen them. Right. Hey, what I just say, God brings, God puts us in different places at different times yeah. for different reasons. I don't know what it is, but I know that God knows it all. He does. And I don't got to know anything. That's right. Right. You really, really don't. Yeah. And again, when you hear the word God, oh, let me ask. Before I say it, when you hear the word God while you have the mic, what do you think about that word? I think about the Father. I think about the one who came here to, like, set us free. Jesus, the chain breaker, our way maker, right? Um, So we are not perfect, and we must remember that, you know, like, when we fall into our flesh, like, it is he who lives within us that is the overcomer of this world, and so when you hear the word God, you think of all those things? Yeah, it's, it's like being in the midst of the storm, but because I know my identity in Christ, like I can be in like the eye of the storm, so to speak, just to give you a visual, and I can see all of these things swirling around, but kind of like in slow motion, if that makes sense. Okay. Right. The young lady degree, when you hear the word God, what do you think? Well, <laughs> like as it says, God is love. So that's what I think. You think love when you hear the word God? Yep. Okay. The young man in the back, when you hear the word God, you ever heard the word God? Oh, hold on a minute. How, how old are you? 18. 18. And I like your earrings. Oh. <laughs> so what? <laughs> Who said that? Oh, that's what that is? Oh, I thought it was earrings. Um, when you hear the word God, this is your first time here? Yeah. Oh, what's your name? Javier. Javier? How come Mexicans don't have American names? <laughs> no, I'm playing. <laughs> um, when you hear the word God, what do you think? I don't know. You don't know? So when you hear the word God, you think, I don't know? Uh, I don't know. You don't know who... How's things going for you? Good. How did you hear about us? My brother. Your brother? That's your brother there? Yeah. Oh, okay, nice. And so are you over your anger yet? Did you overcome your anger? I, I don't know. I'm sorry? I don't know. You don't know if you overcame your anger or not? Do you have anger? No. You don't have it at all? You never get mad? No. Oh, good. A saint. <laughs> uh, let me ask your friend right next to you. Why are you laughing? Do you hear the word, I mean, when you hear the word God, what do you think? Is this your first time too? Yeah. What's your name? Hosui. What? Hosui. 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 Oh, Hosui. Hosui. Oh, okay. Uh, when you hear, how did you find out about it, buddy? Oh, my brother. Right on. Nice. Uh, when you hear the word God, what do you think? I don't really know. Like, 
I'm sorry? I don't know like, what to say to that. Oh, okay. Did your brother talk to you about your anger? No. He never mentioned anger to you? Yeah, he did. He did? What did he say about your anger? I forgot. Oh, you forgot? Yeah. So it wasn't helpful? I don't remember. Do you get angry sometimes? Yeah. I'm sorry? Yeah. And what can make you angry? How old are you? 17. Oh, okay. What can make you angry? I don't know. So what now? I don't really know right now. You don't know? Do you like getting angry? No. You want to overcome it? Yeah. And did your brother tell you how to overcome it? Not that I remember, like right now. Oh, he didn't tell you how to overcome it? Nah. Oh, okay. Do you want to know how to overcome it? Yeah. Oh, good. Your brother want to tell you now. Hmm? You're the brother, right? Uh, what's your name? Is this your first time here? Yeah. Oh, good, man. And what's your name? Martin. Martin? My name is Marco. Oh, okay. And so when, he, when you talked to him about the anger, did you tell him how to overcome it? No. And, and why not? Because he doesn't understand it. That's why. Oh. Do, do you have anger? I think so, yeah. And do you want to overcome your anger? Yeah. How did you find us? YouTube. Oh, YouTube? Oh, okay. <clears throat> have you ever heard me say how to overcome anger? Oh, uh, I think, yeah. And what have I said? I'm glad you're here, man. Uh, to forgive. Have you done that? Not in person. Why not? I just haven't. I haven't. You like being angry? No. You don't? Oh, okay. Well, if you really want to overcome it, you can, but you've got to forgive your mother. And forgive your father for not protecting you from your mother because you became like her. Uh, any male that has anger is a woman. True. Are you shocked? Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> Did you know you were a woman? A girl? Having the being emotional, I guess so, yeah. Yeah. So you got to overcome your mother. You have her nature inside of you. But when you forgive her, hey, I'm sorry for hating you. I realize you can't help it. You take the mama identity away from you. And you would no longer have anger. So uh, what if my dad is really angry? He's just like his mother. He's a woman. And that's why he couldn't handle your mother. Because you, you become attracted to what you hate. And so every woman you get involved with is mama. And you become the boy, she become the mom, and the mama in this cycle repeats itself generation after generation. So your father is like that because he can't have no, he's just like his mother too, he hates his mother. So he hates your mother too. And your mother driving him crazy because they had two devils fighting one another. And that's why he can't protect you from her. What do you think about that? So, um, so should I forgive my dad? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, Dad, I'm sorry for resenting you for your weakness. 
I realized you're going to get attacked. Where's Chris? No. <laughs> um, I realize now you're just like your mother, and I understand you, you can't handle my mother. Your mother is not a victim. Your mother's crazy. And she drives your daddy to drink because he doesn't know how to handle her. And so it makes him look like he's the bad guy when it's really her. What? What do you think about that? How old are you? 21. 21? So what do you think about that? Uh, nothing really. So what? Nothing. Have know. you ever dated? Me? Uh-huh. Uh, only once. Only once? And you remember how difficult she was? And you couldn't handle her? Yeah. Same yeah. thing your father going through with your mother. And you're just repeating the cycle. But if you overcome your mother, you can deal with anybody with perfect love. You won't, you won't have to fight with them. Yeah, I have nothing else to say. I'm sorry? I have nothing else to say. Oh, okay. Well, go forgive your parents, all right? You had your hand? Oh, you didn't have your hand? Oh, okay. Have you gone and forgiven your parents? I have. Oh, they have had a mic on. You went and forgave your mother and father? Yes. And how did it go? I mean, like, like a weight lifted off of me. Yeah. On each one of them. I said, I said it all together, like they were together there, and told them I forgive them, that I hated them. Yeah. And what what they did too. And my dad, he's the same thing as well as his dad. He, he's uh, emotional at times. Yeah. And my mom too, but I calm her down some way. I don't know. How. You calm her down a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. And what did she say when you said, I'm sorry for resenting you? you, you they, they I hated were, you. They were shocked. <laughs> they were shocked. Yeah, they're like, huh? <laughs> like, they had nothing to say to me. They had nothing to say. No. How old are you? I'm 21. Nice. You you're blessed to be waking up such an early age, man. Really, you avoid a lot of headaches. Yeah, I've been like feeling really sp- like since like danger and stuff on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Very spiritual. Yeah. And. And so how's your mother, how long ago was that you went and forgave your mother and father? Mm, probably like, like a year or two. Oh, so how do they treat you now? Differently. In like, what way? Yeah, they usually like yell at me and stuff. And I didn't like it before then. Well, <laughs> that that would happen. <laughs> like before high school and... And I got into, like, ROTC, and that didn't phase me anymore. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Are you doing the silent prayer? No. Go on the website and start doing it. Do the silent prayer, right? www.silentprayer.video. So that, as this young lady was talking about, all this other garbage that's inside of you, God would take it away. He would take it away now that you have love in the heart. 
You have the power to overcome now. All right. That makes sense? Yeah. Any questions about anything? Mm. Uh, about the imagination. Yeah. I'll say that, like, that's the best thing I, I really needed most of my life. I'm going to tell you that. And is it like every single day I have to practice it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because you got to come completely out of the imagination. All of your ideas, all of your thoughts, all of the imagination will be taken away from you. And you just live in the present. You live in the light and you will see what to do. And it'll be amazing. All right. And so you won't be living in your head. Wow. <laughs> you know something? Yeah I, yeah. I noticed that I've been living in my head yeah. for so long. We all do when we're in that fallen state. That's why the world's so crazy. They live in their imagination. And imagination oh. set you up. Oh, wow. I've been crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not going to lie. Yeah. I've done a lot of things that I'm not even proud of. Yeah. But I must not regret regret them. And you say re you regret them? No. Um, I must not regret them and just forgive them. Yes. Do not regret have no regrets because everything that happened, you are not in control. So when you regret, you're judging. You're judging yourself. It's enough to see it and be done with it. Just seeing it. But don't like, oh, I feel so bad what I did. <laughs> that ain't doing us but building the ego. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's what I've been doing. Man. Yeah. And I got to kill it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not you that's doing it. It's Satan in you doing it, but you think it's you. He's making you think you're regretting because you identify with him, but let that pass. It's enough to know it happened, and, and, and God is not holding that against you, all right? All right. So just let it pass. And I'm having it right now a little bit, but... <laughs> but now? I'm having it right now, but just hearing you guys just lifts them up. Yeah, lifts the oh, weight. Are you up. having regrets right now? No, just the thoughts. Yeah, let it pass. And, yeah... <laughs> Been with drugs and I'm still here. <laughs> you been doing drugs? Yeah, I was. Yeah. Do you still do them? No. Oh, okay. I was a, with the bad group again and right. Cut Speak them off. up a little bit for me. I I cut them off. A bad. A, I've been with the bad group again. I cut yeah. them off. It's better off because they're like they're lost in their state. Yeah. In the lost state, I realized. That's right. They yes. can't help it. Yeah, they're they lost in their state. And plus, they're not going to want to be around you anyway because now you're of the light and they're of the darkness and the darkness hate the light. And so what they'll do is they'll go find some more demons to be with. Some more dark people. Yeah. yeah. Dark people love dark people. Light people love light people. Yeah, they, t they like to take advantage of each other. Yes, absolutely, man. I, I, I saw that a lot. Right on. Nice. <laughs> well, do the silent prayer. You're on your way, man. You'll be fine. Thank you. All right? Amazing. So let me ask. When you, Daniel, when you hear the word God, what do you think? I don't, <clears throat> I don't know. You don't know what you think? No, no. Oh, okay. How about you, Hermes? When you hear the word God, what do you think? I don't think much. I mean, he's the creator. 
But that's about it. So when you hear the word God, you think creator? Mm-hmm. And that's it? Uh, really? I'm glad I asked this question now. Um, Hassan, when you hear the word God, what do you think? Nothing. You think nothing? Amazing. How about you? Anybody share it? Um, the creator. You think uh, the creator? The father. Yeah, that's about it. Oh, okay. One more person, then I'll be done with this. When you hear, what do you think, Francis? I never, never knew, never heard, never understood, never... Um, everything I knew about You never him. heard the word God before? I thought I did. I grew up Catholic, so they told me that And so when Jesus. you hear the word God, what do you think? Now I... It's Not just, now, but before. Before, I thought he was uh, Jesus Christ. And uh, so I prayed to uh, Trinity, whatever that was. I used to pray, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And I didn't know either. All three of them, I didn't know what they meant. I, I knew what they told me, that this was Jesus, and so I used but to worship hear, Jesus. So when you hear the word God now, what do you think? Uh, I am just now understanding, you know, you're supposed to love him with all your heart, soul, and mind. He is the creator. He so is when you hear the word father. God, you think what? That's what I think now. What? Think what? That he is, our, he is our father. You know, he's our, you know, he is our father. Oh, okay. You know. All right. One last thing, way over there. Will you hear the word God? Because you didn't hear the Bible, biblical question last week, so. Will you hear the word God? What do you think? I did hear the biblical question last week. You just changed no, it. No, I changed it on Monday. I, I, I don't listen to the show, man. I just right. come once in a while to church. Um, and I have something about last week I was going to speak on if we had time. But uh, about God, uh, the older I get and the more I kind of have a relationship with God, I think about him as a creator, but I kind of think of life as kind of like a, a little game that he created you know he created men to be in his image to be like him to look like him to act like him right and then he created women to help the man and he just wants us to be like him as men and, and so and when i think when i think of god i think of okay I, god created me I'm, I'm just a little like a toy and he just wants me to walk around and be like him as much as i can all the time and where do you get those thoughts from about god when you hear the word god well, a lot of that is in the Bible. It doesn't talk about life as a game, but I think about it like if I was going to build a game and I created these little things called men, I would have them do exactly create them, and they should do that. Your thoughts mad. about God come from where? Well, some of that is revelation through prayer. Come from the Bible? From prayer and, you know, conversations like this and being in the fellowship of other believers. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the reason I ask that because... Even to have, when you hear the word God, the imagination will create ideas about God. And it's all based on what you've learned or heard. And every thought is wrong. And then now you're trying to live up to those thoughts of what you think about God. And you have a false illusion of who he is and all that. You have to let every thought go. But when you come into the light, and you will if you forgive and stay with him, you will see who he really is. And nothing like your imagination said to you. All thoughts, all lies, all the time about anything. Satan will play you with the word God. And you'll make him all, oh, I just love him. 
oh, he's this and he's that, he's that. And it's nothing like what Satan is telling you. All thoughts, all lies, all the time about anything. So let every thought go. All right? Really, you have to let go of the imagination, period. All ideas, they hate God. And God hate them. So let every thought go about everything. Include yourself and anyone else. All right? Let me say this a little bit. All right. Brand new biblical question. Brand new biblical question. This is a doozy. And like, as Raymond said, to find your way out of yourself is just to know that you don't know. You don't know how to get out of yourself. Otherwise, they just set you up. All right? Brand new biblical question. If a fool... Uh, oh, if a fool persists in his folly, he will become wise. Is that right, Nick? If a fool persists in his follies, he will become wise. Anybody ever heard that saying? Yeah, that's a biblical question. What does that mean? Uh-huh. And I asked hate this morning if a fool, he had a mic, I can't wait. I want y'all to hear what he had to say. If a fool persists in his follies, he will become wise. What is? I said I don't think that's the line. (laughs) 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 But I did say that uh, you'll get wise one way or another. You did say what? That you'll get wise one way or another. But I did say I don't think it's in the Bible. Oh. At least not like that. Not that word. What did you say to that, that this morning? If a fool persists in his folly, he will become wise. Maybe. I'm sorry? I said maybe. Is that what you said this morning? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then you brought up, and then the Bible stuff came up. Right. And I said it. It was not in the Bible. Not in the way you, not in the way that it's written. What do you say to that, Hermes? I don't really understand the, the If question. a fool persists in his follies, he will become wise. What does that mean? I had a smoke on it. You had to smoke on yeah, it? Yeah, I don't know. We just <laughs> talked about smoking. You're supposed to know it before you smoke. This is new, right? This is yeah, new. brand new. Yeah, I had to think about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, Frankie, what do you say? So I, I, I heard this. Um, when I think about it, I heard Make something Make a long else. story short because we're out of time. If I a heard, fool become uh, persistent in his folly, he will become wise. Um, a preacher talk about the sermon where Jesus said uh, his own his own Jewish council. They said, "You guys are liars. You guys are um, you guys mean to kill me. You are going to crucify me." And so he was correcting those people and so what you're telling what you just said it doesn't make sense to me you correct a fool you you don't a fool is not going to become wise a fool is one of satan's children he's going to so, gonna so destroy. your, your response to the question if a fool persists in his follies he will become wise i don't wise. believe it you said it mean what it means it's a lie i don't believe it 
You don't believe what? It's a false statement. It's a false. The, the, the statement itself is it's false? It's a false statement. Oh, okay. Amazing. Nice. That's the biblical question for this week. If a fool persists in his follies, he will become wise. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I do appreciate it. We'll read your emails, I mean your super chats and stuff tomorrow on the show. Get on that straight and narrow path, folks. Keep your eyes on yourself. You're going to be shocked what you will discover, right? Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Don't look behind. And don't look ahead. Stay present. And you'll see. It'll work out. But you got to stay on you. Don't judge yourself or anyone. Stay away from anger. And thank you for your support. Um, we're, we're putting out another newsletter soon. So if you're not on the mailing list, make sure you go to our website, rebuildingtheman.com. Or call 800-411-2663 to sign up to get the newsletter, no cost. Also, um, no meetings or anything, Mr. Frank? No meetings. Okay, no meetings. Tune into my show every day, Monday through Friday, uh, from, nine, from 6 to 9 a.m. The Hake Report from 9 to 11. And the Anchor Baby new show, where it's called, it's not called Anchor Baby, Nick Stream. Next stream on Fridays at 4 p.m. Pacific time, all right? If you need counseling, we have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. You can go online or call. Uh, if you want to come in, you can set an appointment. Wherever you are, we can do it by phone or Skype, all right? Thank you all, and thank you all for tuning in. I mean, coming in, I appreciate it. That was amazing. I hope it was helpful.